0: cool cooler than a dog on a
1: skateboard oh, okay I take that back but we're still pretty cool
0: you make it possible to preserve that kind of energy
1: You're listening to the, morning buzz. The morning buzz. to the morning buzz, the morning buzz, the morning buzz, the morning buzz on 90.3, 90.3, 90.3,
0: 90.3, 90.3 WMSC,
1: WMSC, WMSC, Upper Montclair, Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Hello, everybody. This is the morning buzz, the Wednesday edition. It is May 26th. This is the summer Wednesday morning buzz. I am the main host. Of the summer show. Kenny Horn, I am joined by my co-host, Trevor Joya. Yo, yo, this is my first time co-hosting. I'm really excited to co-host with you, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Joined by our news contributor, Francis Churchill. Hello, everyone. And our sportscaster, Thomas Tartar. Now, Uh before we get going today i want i want to introduce ourselves to all of you you're beginning to hear our voices over the next i don't know i don't feel like doing the numbers however many <laughs> weeks so i i'm kenny horn like i just said i am a oh wow i'm about to be a senior that's scary i'm about to be a senior here at montclair state and i am a TVDM major for all of you non-montclair people that is television digital media boom and my production my concentration is TV production. Trevor, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, I'm Trevor Joya. I am a filmmaking major. I,
2: I guess I'm technically a super senior. Technically, it's confusing, but next semester will be my last semester. So this semester, I decided this summer, I decided to do the co-hosting with Summer Buzz. It's gonna be fun. It's
1: gonna be a lot of fun, Francis. Oh. This is your first time ever on air. I'm excited yeah. for you. Tell me, um, tell us I, about yourself.
0: I just turn to a junior. I'm a journalism major and political science minor, and I've always been very much interested in radio and broadcasting, so I'm very excited to get started here.
1: All right, that's great, Thomas. It's up to you now. Don't ruin ruin the streak. (laughs) All right, so I should tell tell everybody a little bit about myself. Yes, please.
3: All right, so I've been on the buzz for about a couple years, so I guess I consider myself somewhat of a veteran, (laughs) and um, I'm a political science major with a minor in communications. Okay. All right. That's good yeah. to know. Anything else? Um, uh, My two main interests are sports and government politics. So
1: Perfect. You're here to be a sportscaster, so that works out. All right. So that is all about us. I hope that we get to know some more about you if you feel like commenting on our Facebook, our YouTube, everything like that. I really look forward to talking to you all. But before we get started with our first story of the summer, we have our newscast. Francis will present that to us in a second.
2: This news is brought to you by 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. All
0: right. The Biden administration has stated that 50% of U.S. adults are fully vaccinated. Another 70 million vaccine doses are currently in the distribution pipeline. This is a major milestone in our country's vaccination efforts, Andy Andy Slavit, a White House senior advisor in the COVID-19 response team, said during a midday briefing. The number was 1% when we entered office January 20th. The United States is now pushing towards herd immunity with President Biden stating he wishes to see 70% of U.S. adults administered one shot of the COVID-19 vaccine by the 4th of July. In New Jersey news, one year after the death of George Floyd and a rise in protests across the nation against police brutality and social injustice, the Patterson Police Department is adding de-escalation training to its police officers. It has created a new seven-member task force that includes community members to review and recommend de-escalation policies. One year after the George Floyd tragedy, de-escalation is a priority, says Patterson Mayor Andre Sayo. In Montclair news, Montclair families have asked about a five-day in-person elementary class schedule for their children. Coming after, the district sent out a survey to the school's families as to their preferred schedule for the remainder of the academic year. However, the Montclair Public Schools Central Office has yet to give a committed answer as to whether there will be a return to five-day in-person classes for the remainder of the academic year. In weather, it is currently currently 70 degrees out, partially cloudy, with highs expected of 90 degrees and lows of 64 degrees.
1: Thank you, Francis. That was all great. I, I like, That was a good first newscast. That was really good. I look, I look forward to hearing some more.
0: Yeah, Thomas?
2: Yeah, can't wait to hear some more. Hey.
3: That's
1: right. Thomas, tell me, what's going on in sports?
3: Uh, well, we have a lot of things going on in sports right now. First of all, I just realized that my um, for those of us on Facebook live, my my, um, my hockey background is really old. I literally just saw the old um, Atlanta Thrashers logo on it. So, <laughs> so at least over 10 years old, my background. But anyway, now let's dive right into it. Speaking of which, you know we have to start off with the NHL because I am a huge hockey fan. In the NHL playoffs last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Montreal Canadiens 4-0 with Alice Galchenyuk, the former Canadian, being a large part of the Toronto offense, recording a goal and two assists, including one assist to Jason Spezza in front of the net where he made a quick-release top-shelf goal on Carey Price. Jack Campbell made 32 saves for the shutout win. The Leafs now have a 3-1 series lead over the Canadians. The Carolina Hurricanes also beat the Nashville Predators last night with Jordan Stahl recording the overtime game winner and Marty Nature scoring two goals, including a highlight reel wraparound goal on Yusei Soros. Tonight, we have three games, all with teams on the break of being eliminated from the playoffs. First, the Pittsburgh Penguins will attempt to avoid elimination against the New York Islanders at 6:30. Then at 8, the Florida Panthers will look to avoid elimination against the defending cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And finally, at 9, the Minnesota Wild will look to avoid elimination to the Vegas Golden Knights. In the NBA playoffs last night, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Boston Celtics 130-108 to take a 2-0 series lead. Joe Harris scored 25 points, making 7 three-pointers, tying the Brooklyn Nets playoff record for most number of three-pointers in a game. The Los Angeles Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns 109-102, with Anthony Davis taking charge with 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. Finally, the the Dallas Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Clippers 127-121 to with Lucas scoring 39 points in the matchup. Tonight, we will have three Game 2 matchups. First, the Philadelphia 76ers will be taking on the Washington Wizards at 7. Then, at 7.30, the Atlanta Hawks will be up against the New York Knicks. And finally, at 10, the Memphis Grizzlies will be taking on the Utah Jazz. In the MLB last night, the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Miami Marlins by a score of two nothing. The Toronto Blue Jays beat the New York Yankees by a score of six to two, and the New York Mets beat the Colorado Rockies by a score of three to one. Tonight at six forty, the Philadelphia Phillies will be taking on the Miami Marlins. Then at seven oh five, the New York Yankees will be taking on the Toronto Blue Jays, and then the New York Mets will be taking on the Colorado Rockies at seven ten. Now let's go through some quick sports headlines. First, according to to the Falcon's wire. Julio Jones was unaware that his phone call with Shannon Stark where he stated that he was out of Atlanta, that he was out of Atlanta was on live television. Julio Jones and his agents stated that they were disappointed at the incident. The speculation of Julio Jones leaving Atlanta started when a picture surfaced of him wearing a Dallas Cowboys hoodie. Falcons coach Arthur Smith stated that he had a private discussion with Julio Jones about the phone call incident and was unaware of the hoodie incident until the phone call took place and stated players may wear a tire of any team of their choosing and he will not enforce a dress code on grown men. Wayne Gretzky announced that he will be stepping down as vice chairman of the Edmonton Oilers to become a TNT hockey analyst. Sources state that his friend fellow TNT analyst Charles Barkley Persuaded Gretzky to become an analyst for TNT. It is not known if the Oilers being swept to the Jets had anything to do with this decision. Chris Saps is, is being fined fifty thousand. Is being fined fifty thousand dollars for violating the NBA COVID protocol policy by visiting a club on Sunday. He will not miss any of the Mavericks games. However, the league is being criticized for being hypocritical as LeBron James attended a sponsorship event for a tequila brand that he has stocks in and was not disciplined. The NBA states. That the reason Porzingis was fine and not LeBron is because LeBron was in an event outdoors related to a commercial activity, where everyone was required to produce a negative COVID test. And on this day in sports hi- and to in on this day in sports history in 1988, Wayne Gretzky led the Edmonton Oilers to a Stanley Cup title, beating the Boston Bruins six 2 three. Now back to you guys in the studio.
1: Our virtual studio, of course. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, the virtual—no, not the virtual one, the great one, right? That's what they call. So. I did that right. See, I know sports. I, I can, I can hit a baseball puck into a field goal upright. So we are about to start our first story. I'm really excited for it. So I got a question for you. All right, have you heard of this thing? It's, it's, uh, it's new. It's a uh, coronavirus.
2: No, I, I haven't heard of it. Never heard of it. All right, well, all
1: right, well, it's this, little, it's this little disease sickness you know, thing going around. And apparently it's pretty big deal. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, we all know what it is. I feel like I should say that just in case people don't think I'm actually that just oblivious. But here's the thing. So in New Jersey, we have some new updates on mask requirements recently. And we have some more going on about news in schools, what that's going to look like in the future. And right now, New Jersey's indoor mask mandate to fight the pandemic, it is mostly going to end on this friday but not for school students and that's unlikely to change anytime before the start of the next academic year in the fall said our governor yesterday morning parents in the state they can expect to send their children to school wearing masks in september because kids under 12 are still ineligible for the vaccine murphy said trials are ongoing for younger people but he doesn't expect them to be approved with enough time to make vaccines widely available for kids Okay, so the governor's administration, they're expected to release guidance sometime in June next month on what school for students will look like in next year. And the state, they have reported 281 in-school coronavirus outbreaks, which have resulted in 1,263 cases among students, teachers, school staff, everybody associated with the school during this academic year. And. This is pretty big because the state, they define school outbreaks as cases where contact tracers determined two or more students or staff caught COVID-19. And those numbers do not include students or staff who believe to have be been infected outside of the school, which means that there's even more that have happened that were infected outside of the school. This, what do you all think about this, about the Ex the what's the word escalation? I was thinking escalators. That's how I remember. Yeah. that's how I reminded myself. Of it. Escalation of taking off masks and it's kind of going back to normal, but keeping this.
2: It's kind of crazy because they're trying to like catch up a year of school that was like missing for a lot of kids, unfortunately. And the thing is, like the whole New Jersey mask mandate. I I think it was. I believe last week
1: it was like the last
2: few states to have the mask mandate lifted.
1: Yeah, we, we were one of the last ones. I, yeah. I heard that we were the last, but I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah. So what are you all thinking? Francis, um, hit me. In terms of
0: obviously, I think with the inoculation rates, once they reach a level of herd immunity and that statistically children are much less likely to be affected by the COVID-19 vaccine there should be testing rates in terms of the long-term effects and especially examinations and studies of children that have actually contracted COVID-19 especially ones that were in school and contracted it within school and then see the severities of their COVID-19 cases and then weigh the options as to whether or not there will be a decision to continually wear masks and
1: Uh, okay I, so, I have a I have a question, Francis. Yeah. And it's going to make me look bad as somebody mm-hmm. who has spent, I don't know, 60-something hours at least on air speaking words. What does the word inoculation mean?
0: It means that someone's been properly and fully vaccinated. They've gotten their two COVID shots, meaning that they are obviously not foolproof immune from getting COVID, but they're statistically at That's the likely. highest safety from being yeah. effective. Pfizer with
1: COVID-19. roughly okay. 95%, all that.
2: It, it's, yeah. It's definitely something that we have to think about like it's this idea that how are you going to protect those who are not yet vaccinated like those kids like the kids and stuff like like the kids in school how it's a lot to to deal with when you start to think about it, because it's. It's definitely something that governor Murphy I respect him for doing that, because we don't know everything that's going to happen in
3: the fall. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that the um the governors in like a different situation than most other governors in other states cuz we're such like a densely populated state. So that's why like the governors like so careful like lifting like all these things.
0: Yeah, we've also had like per capita concern we're so densely populated the most per capita debts of any state in the United States due to COVID-19. And also my concern and worry is specifically with underfunded lower income and majority minority schools that have the lowest inoculation rate out of anyone in the country and have much less resources to protect and help their students if they contract COVID-19 is that in my view, it should be based on the amount of funding resources and safety standards and how many of the staff and students are fully vaccinated in terms of what those guidelines are. There are certain places in New Jersey, including like my hometown of Seacaucus, that's almost at 80% herd immunity. And then there are other towns where not even say 30% are fully vaccinated and less than half of adults have gotten a COVID vaccine yet or fully vaccinated.
1: Yeah. So
0: It really depends where the schools are and there should be A lot of in-depth work done, especially over the summer, looking where areas are the most vulnerable to COVID-19 outbreaks and which ones need the most resources in terms of getting more people vaccinated and making sure they're funded and protected in case anything were to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think this is a good call. I like this. I think Murphy is making the right decision about this because, like the article said, it was approved from 12 to 17 and that was only Pfizer that's doing one that's approved for for a younger age and that's not even that young in comparison Uh, about uh, how many americans there are so i think that it's taking a necessary precaution to avoid something that could be bad and has been bad it said how many was there 281 in school outbreaks was that it was that oh that was the number look at me remembering go me what were you (laughs) saying trevor
2: Um, Yeah, I was saying that um, I think recently Moderna says they're working to make their shot um, for younger kids in their trials. The Moderna shot. Yeah, there's more. Moderna vaccine. They're trying to work to get to that point.
1: Yeah, there's definitely more that's coming. And on that note, we also have another story about New Jersey school, interestingly enough. (laughs) And this school, this is... The St. Teresa School in Kenilworth, New Jersey, we have a story that blew my mind when I read it. So a Catholic school teacher was fired for getting pregnant while unmarried, and she is now taking her case to the New Jersey Supreme Court. So this follows the case of an art teacher. She sued her Catholic school employer when they fired her, when she disclosed to them that she was pregnant while unmarried. And the high court said on Monday that it's going to hear her name. Her name is Victoria Chris Atello, that's a fun last name. It's going to yeah. hear her case against discrimination claim against the school. It's a case that started. Wait, I want I want you all to guess this. When do you guys think this case started? Um really? I would, I don't know. <laughs> like, just guess a year. No, I'm just like kidding.
2: 2012, probably.
1: Wow, okay. It's okay. Maybe you have a better grasp of the law than I do. Uh, 2014. No, I thought this would be kind of recent, but even then, this is still recent development, so it makes sense. This kid is seven years old. So the year she was terminated was 2014, and she gave birth that same year. She has twice been dismissed by trial court judges in Union County, where the school is, who sided with the school's arguments that she violated the school's moral code and Catholic tenets. Each time, though, state appeal judges have overturned those decisions and found Chris Attila as a potential claim under New Jersey's Law Against Discrimination, or LAD, even with the broad exceptions that law gives religious institutions. If there are no evidence that exists that a man can be terminated for engaging in premarital sexual actions that the court can find, a religious school violates the law against discrimination if the school fires a woman for engaging in those acts simply due to pregnancy, because only women, in fact... Can become pregnant. Just in case you didn't know. But mm-hmm. but after the case went back to Union County, a second trial judge, again, signed with the school's motion to throw out the case, finding, quote, no facts in which a jury could find that St. Teresa discriminated against Chris due to her being pregnant or unmarried. She was fired, the judge ruled, for violating the tenets of the Catholic faith. So okay. I, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say some words right now. I'm not happy about this. This, I I think that first of all, well, I guess this is her employer. They can make their own rules. I don't think that is right to be able to file. It, it it reminds me in a way, if you're filling out a job application and you're putting your race and your gender and all of that on the form, you can't be discriminated for stuff like that. And this is almost in my mind, a reverse situation of that, where you are trying to be employed at, a religious institution and that institution because they're a school not a they're not even a religious institution they're a school with religious backing in my mind they can fire you for not following something that is what i think should not be allowed by law being pregnant for being unmarried it's i have a real problem with that what do you all think
2: i i i I I just look at this and just feel so bad for her and just feel like she's it's it's something that I've never thought about because like you think about like oh religious schools and Catholic schools like you like it's it's something that really grinds my gears when you see something like like a person who's genuinely fired for something that they did and it's frustrating to see this. It
3: is. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're saying it's a private it, school. It's, it's a pri, It's a school with Catholic backing. It's not a Catholic school.
1: No, it's a Catholic school. Oh, it is a Catholic school. It's a Catholic school. Okay, but
3: I, I don't. Well, what happened in the first place? Like, like, did she like get pregnant and then like divorce, or did she just kind of like?
1: No, I, she was just unmarried oh. when she got pregnant, which happens to millions of people. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, I don't think I also especially considering the judge the so the judge specifically said that the reason like he ruled and stated that she was fired for violating the tenets of the Catholic faith. I yes. don't see how religious views have any place in any judge's ruling whatsoever. Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be the separation of government
0: state. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason that was stated in the constitution clearly and again it is discrimination because again only women can be pregnant so then hypothetically if again a man literally cannot be fired for getting pregnant because they he cannot get pregnant so again it is discrimination against women because you're firing her for engaging in something that millions of americans engage in all the time and then you're firing them because you believe it violates the Catholic faith. And it's incredibly hypocritical for them to do that, to try and take a religion that supposedly espouses loving and understanding one another and then judging someone for engaging in something that everyone engages in and then firing them for it. And then specifically with all the recent news that had come out about the Catholic church covering up abuses against children over the years and them knowing about it and them continually hiding it, and then even hiding, helping you know certain priests that had committed these abuses hide from law enforcement in and of itself, for them to go out of their way and say, well, we fired her for violating the tenets of the Catholic faith, in my opinion, is absolutely disgusting and absurd.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's, it's like you were saying, it's the separation of church and state. It's something that fundamentally, when this country was founded, was not supposed to along together and i find the fact that while they are saying it is lawful that she was fired that it's pretty messed up and i I like to propose a little bit of a situation okay and while i can't speak to if this is what happened or not i don't think it was i just saying i'm giving a hypothetical so what's let's say that this is a teacher that's been with a man for 15 years and they just i don't know they don't support the institution of marriage okay and they get pregnant, and they decide to start a family, okay? What happens in that case? They're practically together, and it's the exact same thing for the most part. They're just not actually married. And that's even, well, I'm sure this is not what happened. That's another situation where, logically and in society, it makes sense for them to do what they're doing. And in this case, while it's not like that, at least I'm assuming, it's really messed up I believe the separation there
2: I think what you brought up in the hypothetical is that idea of of like the norms that we put on the norms we put on marriage and stuff like that especially in certain religions like Catholic the Catholic faith I don't know much about Catholic faith but I do know the fact that they they are really protective of those things when it comes to marriage and stuff?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a former Catholic and my dad was a Sunday school teacher and I used to be very religious and used to be an altar boy. And specifically with the institution of marriage, it's something that's held and revered very much highly. They don't recognize actually, I mean, there are certain churches that do, but the institutions and the main base of the Catholic faith is that you can only married once. Say hypothetically, if you're Catholic and you get divorced, the church will not recognize that second marriage. So- yeah, There are certain individual churches that will, but the main position of the Catholic authority is to not recognize that. So it's a very much archaic and old view of marriage and to see judges even apply it today is just another and one of a million examples of the issue with the legal court system and the fact that old archaic ideas are influencing judges important legal decisions and are affecting people's lives because now they just lost a huge source of income and their reputation in and of itself has been almost in a sense ruined because that has been publicized and people especially women that have to deal with this all the time in sorts of personal issues dealing with this being judged by people and being judged by figures of authority in the media is also another example of sexism and misogyny that goes on and even in the legal system and of itself the fact that the judge thought it was appropriate for a woman to be fired because she violated the tenets of the catholic faith is basically the judge saying that she is immoral for getting pregnant while not being married which is an absolutely disgusting view
1: yeah and i i'd like to think about how every, every job every workplace they have rules about what to do what not to do as you know they should you shouldn't steal somebody's lunch out of the fridge for some for example and rules are a good thing but i think getting into the point where it can infringe upon their beliefs because this does infringe upon her belief of what is right because she's pregnant without being married it violates what she thinks is right yeah. i think that's going into an area that's crossing a boundary to where they shouldn't be able to set a rule you know
2: yeah it's 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 the idea where it goes i like what what francis said about this idea of church and separation of state which is brought up in the constitution it's this idea of how like we need to separate from like the fact that we can't make decisions by like Religion, we have to make decisions for the right side of law and moralities, and like the more and like the the law of like just and fair and justice in society. If that makes sense,
3: yes, we we are a country founded on religious freedom. But she, um, she signed, I think, the reason why this is so, um, I think that the ramp. I don't know how to say really the implications of this case is the um, religious backing background of the school. Like, I'm sure like she, like I, I don't think she expected the pregnancy, but like she knew she signed on to be a teacher at a Catholic school, knowing that there was like a set of morals that the Catholic school follows with students and teachers. Okay.
1: That, that I, I do agree with that. She did sign on, but what I think is that a school, even though they are a Catholic school based around religion, and that's what their teachings and their morals reflect. They shouldn't be able to set rules going that far. I think. But yeah,
0: I don't think even legally, they're considering they're firing a teacher for that type of conduct. That, I us I'm, New Jersey I'm Supreme, Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a complete legal expert on that, but that very much None rings of, us are. of discrimination. Now, depending as whether the courts will see it that way, obviously several courts have certain opinions and they have certain rulings backing what they believe to be religious liberty. But at what point does it not become your religious liberty of an institution to discriminate against someone based on their sex? Because again, she is being fired for something that only can happen to a woman that they believe violates the tenets of Catholic faith. And then as we've seen throughout history, when there's much more severe offenses committed by people within Catholic institutions that actually wanted criminal acts, the Catholic institution was more than happy to not only protect them, but to stay quiet and try and suppress any information of that coming out. So again, I think, like, again, she agreed to sign on, but I don't think when she signed on any of the, you know, information that she signed on to said that you can't get pregnant while you're not married.
1: Well, it, it may, for argument's sake, it may have followed something along those lines. We don't know that for a fact. We can't
2: like predict we, that.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like we don't
2: know what the contract said in that in that when she first wrote it back when she first signed it. We didn't know what the contract says, and we don't know if she, if in the contract it says a uh, morality clause or something like that.
3: Yeah, and, we don't
2: we don't know that stuff.
3: Yeah, and a lot. Yeah, that would definitely be a large point of discussion. I definitely agree with the point that there is hypocrisy within the Catholic faith, just like there's hypocrisy with politics and Supreme Court ruling. Yeah.
1: And Trevi brought up clauses and signing things and all that. And a lot of times other institutions, a lot of other programs, even like Facebook, Twitter, they have problems just like that, where a lot of their terms of agreement can cause problems. And coming up next, we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we have a story about how Facebook and Twitter are potentially going to be blocked today on May 26th in India. And Trevor, he is going to tell us a whole bunch about that story, but we will be right back here in the Morning Buzz at 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. (laughs) We are back here. At the morning buzz. That was a surprise. I didn't even think I was going to do that until the last five seconds. Boom! 2014 that... MLG.
2: Uh, 20... that's, such, that's such a meme back in the day.
1: That tr- I try. But we are back here as the Wednesday edition of the morning buzz throughout the summer of 2021. Yo. <laughs> this is what you get when I'm behind the board, a whole bunch of sound effects. But we yeah. have more news stories, Trevor yeah bring us us up to speed what's going on with facebook and twitter
2: um facebook and twitter is currently um may possibly be blocked in india on may 26 basically what's going on down there is facebook twitter may be banned in india if they do not follow the and comply with the new intermediate guidelines these these guidelines are a set of like rules and and ways of like making social media easier to like blockchain and stuff like to block certain things and to make it more clear, like just to get rid of some of the fake news and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they have problems with the news, with the fake news and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. When you were telling me about this story last night, you mentioned you have a friend in India. Can you tell yeah. me about how they feel about this?
2: Um, <laughs> Currently um, it's, she like he said like it's been crazy because they thought basically what their perspective on it was it's not great because it was a matter of like stressing out about like whether or not they're gonna shut down Discord, they're gonna shut down Twitter, they're gonna shut down Facebook, this they're would gonna include shut Discord. Yeah, this would include wow. Discord, this would include like Netflix and other streaming platforms basically my friend compared it to fascism and basically said we're starting to get to a fascist fascist state in india but we don't know when it will happen
1: this is crazy yeah in a lot of ways you just brought up the what your friend said i feel like i have to stress that what your friend said of fascism we did not say that none of us did but (laughs) that's a good point though that it's getting very controlled. And can you explain more about why this would be happening?
2: Um, why it's currently happening is because of due to COVID, due to what's going on with COVID-19 in India and higher rates and stuff like that, they're trying to alleviate some of the fake news and pressure off the hospitals, basically. Okay. Basically, it's been like... So, ours... So, like, Facebook and Twitter in America has been... Not great with fake news, but it's worse from what I hear in India.
0: It's okay. like 10 times worse.
1: So this is a method for the government, or at least this is what I'm hearing, to yeah. try to face less outbreaks of fake information. Yeah. Okay. Well, while I do think that's a valiant effort, and that's something that they should strive to do, is try to keep to the truth of things, I feel like that's the wrong way to go about it.
2: It is. It is the really, it's a really wrong way to go about it because what they're basically doing is controlling what people see and controlling what people have access to.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like if you're a little kid and you're playing with a toy and you accidentally hurt somebody with the toy and they just take it away from you. You gotta be taught how to play with the toy. Okay? I don't know what that just meant. I, Someone else speak, All right, Get me (laughs) off. It's a
0: euphemism for social media, but also, um, there's another major factor that happened both earlier in the year in 2021 and back in 2020. There were massive farmer protests and peasant movement throughout India where over 200 million people, and that is a statistical factor protesting against the Indian government wanting their land resources back. And there was a massive crackdown by the Indian police and in several certain cities, including the capital of New Delhi, their internet was completely shut down during that moment by the Indian government and several people and journalists speaking out against the Indian government were jailed. So there has already been an effort to crack down on internet from years of 2019 onward due to this massive economic uprising within India and the social uprising against the essentially 1% class of India because of the sheer amount of both economic inequality within India as the government sees record amounts of profits. And yet, especially now due to COVID, there is record amounts of Indian people living in poverty. So then there was already a concerted effort back in 2020, even before COVID, to control internet and shut down internet or censor Twitter and have new guidelines. with on Twitter and even several Indian government officials were talking about implementing a system very similar to the Great Firewall that the Chinese government uses to control internet information. Sorry, the Great so, Firewall of China. Sorry, yeah. I couldn't resist. <laughs> so... We've already seen this effort before, so I'm sure, you know, there is some people within India that do want to control the amount of fake information that goes on, but from the very top-down government, based on their actions, it seems much more that they are trying to prevent social uprising within the country and are trying to hold on to their position of power as much as they can with COVID exploding within India, so... I also feel it's a much more preventing people from organizing against the government, speaking out against the government, and controlling the narrative, which is a dangerous precedent, especially considering that India was held up as quite literally the largest democracy in the world with over 1 billion people partaking in elections, and now to see the quote-unquote largest democracy in the world engage in very authoritarian behavior and controlling social media is incredibly disheartening, in my view.
2: It, it is, it is completely disheartening. I, I won.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you say 250 million people protested? Ba- uh, when, when was it?
0: Um, It was back from, it's continually, it's been continually on and off going since 2019. There's been several farmer protests. Again, the mainstream media legitimately has given this almost no attention and it's been very much blacked out by the Indian government in and of itself. But there's been hundreds of millions of people continually protesting throughout India because of their land being taken back to the higher and richer classes or being seized in control over by the government or not getting the economic assistance that they believe they deserve due to COVID. So there's been massive protests and riots, especially within central India, both near the um, Deccan um, Trapped region of India and also near the capital as well. So. There has been continual uprisings within India, and this has been going on before COVID, and COVID essentially exacerbated this. And we saw massive protests even this year within India due to the overwhelming amount of COVID cases spiking in the state of India. So there's already been, for the last few years, massive social unrest in India, and it's the largest protest movement in human history. And then we've already seen the government continually crack down, and now this is essentially their next step to try and completely control the narrative.
1: Yeah, you are. So 250 million people. OK, I, I want to frame this a little bit. 250 million people. That's about is Well, it's going to sound like a big number. That's maybe 70, 80 million off of what the American population is. OK, that's the entire population of the entire country here. And not only that, that is a quarter of India. OK, that is significant that would be if one in every four americans protested something even even with what happened with even yeah even even with what happened with george floyd we'd even see numbers like that whereas that many people we had a lot of people protesting and rightfully so but we'd even see one in four so that just proves how big of a deal this is it's yeah, it's it's one of those
2: things that my friend also brought up. He said um, they do control a lot of the news stations in, in India. And so they kind of, so they're also trying they're also starting to control a lot of the news stations. And the banks are from what he told me and from what I've also heard about, is the banks are just not as good on paper as they say they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Thomas, any thoughts?
3: Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna say like um the, the social media has become like a big issue today, and I this is their way of like kind of like censorship and like preventing an uprising, but I think it's also the the way to prevent like like fake news and like COVID and misinformation. you're starting to see some some like this stuff here, like that's more controversial. I mean, not not like to this degree, obviously, but like you're starting to see some like you're starting to see like um uh, some like um like censorship and like. Banning of like false information, and but not but not like of like entire platforms. You're just like seeing like some of the information on the platforms here in the United States.
1: Yeah, and I, I see
3: like fact, I see like the fact checkers like all the time on like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.
1: Yeah, it, it's certain that a lot does need to be done in way of fact checking and making sure that the correct information is being disseminated. And I think that this. It's not the right way to go about it, I'm going to say. But that's enough for what's going on around the world. And, you know, one thing I can just say is just
3: make sure that like you have like all the facts. Like Don't just like read something and think it's true.
1: Yes, yes. Make sure you're getting correct information. But we have some more news about America. And we're, we're going to keep it a little bit more lighthearted now. Okay. We're going to talk about something that I'm just going to say. I I have to say this. I'm sorry. But I think it's just... UNACCEPTABLE! We have cicada pizza, cicada, I don't know how you say it. yes, cicada pizza and nymph spring salad. It's what's for dinner, everybody. So in case you haven't heard, trillions of brood X cicadas are emerging for the first time in 17 years. After spending most of their lives underground, these critters are coming out for a massive mating season, and they're currently showing up in 15 U.S. states and Washington, D.C. as well, leading to some deterrent of pest control. But... There is another way, another way, and it's natural to manage all the insects. Eat them. That's right. Now, why would you do that if there are so many other arguably less creepy things to eat? Well, there are a lot of people looking for alternative ways to consume protein and necessary nutrients that you get to offset the environmental impact of consuming regular animals such as chicken, cattle, all that, for instance, and that requires a lot of space, water, other resources. Insects, though. On the other hand, they emit fewer greenhouse gases and they can boast even more protein than meat. So oddly enough, if you search Google right now for cicada recipes and you pull up several ways to cook various species of these insects, yummy. From topping your pizza with them to squeezing them between some bread. You know, if you want some extra crunch, extra meaty in your sandwich. Twitter has been buzzing about these conversations with these meal ideas and, Ch- oh. and Chef Joseph Yoon is sharing a bunch of different ways to eat the cicadas through his Instagram and Twitter account called, here it is, Brooklyn Bugs. Uh-huh. I've even seen TikToks of it where people make, and I thought it was a joke, but nope, then they just start eating it. Experts, if you want to eat a cicada, here's how you do it. Experts say it's best to eat cicadas just after the nymphs have climbed out of their skin when they're nice and soft. Just go outside with a paper bag, scoop them up, Cook them, save them in the fridge, freezer, do whatever for later if you want to. All right. So I got a question for you all. And this is my first thought. How much money would it take for you each to eat a cicada?
0: Zero. It's all natural, vegan, environmentally friendly protein. You want to do your part and help saving the planet. You want, to get the, you want to help get those gains, make your summer body a fruition. Then yeah, go get a giant like.
1: Gotta get a juicy net. one.
0: Get a giant fish net. Swinging around in the air, catch a bunch of cicadas, cook them, and eat them.
1: There's okay. Much
0: good for you and your long-term health than say stay.
1: Okay. Now give me some serious answers.
2: <laughs> um, can I, can I say like?
0: That was half serious.
2: No, no amount of money, <laughs> no amount of money will get me to eat a cicada. Seriously. No amount of money. You have to be adventurous. All right, yeah, no, 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 no. I would do it back. for a hundred dollars. Easy. This goes. This
1: goes back <laughs> to fear factor for me. Okay. A this million
2: Two-factor. I'm not doing anything that's going to A
1: million dollars. I will give you a billion dollars. It will change oh. your entire life. You won't have to do a single thing. Just that eat. won't do it. You won't eat a cicada. I'll eat a cicada for a billion dollars. See,
0: there's always a price. There's, there's always, always a price, price for anything. And you would. You're just because, discuss- again, especially in U.S. culture, eating insects isn't considered normalized, but in several other cultures, people do it all the time. Delicacy. And- yeah, it's a healthy yeah. and it's very nutritious and healthy. Just because you think you know, even if it visually doesn't look appealing, doesn't mean it doesn't taste
1: good. Yeah. Oh wow, it probably tastes like chicken. I feel like everything tastes like chicken. That's not my point. So yeah, I probably do it for around fifty, maybe a hundred dollars. I was looking at some of the. I was looking at some of the pictures
3: of them because yep. this is the first time I'm hearing about this, and some some of them like look, actually look. Some of them look more appealing to me than others. No, like I like. not exactly? So! i I definitely noticed that like the lighter skin ones kind of looked like more appealing to me than than the um than the
1: ones that were more like darker
3: like like, it's
1: just it's just your opinion how you see i don't really see a difference between the shades but I, i was looking at this one right here like this
3: it's basically it's peas string beans and it's like the it's like the ones in like the brown shell Hey, so Here we... we
1: have it. We have it for you, Facebook Live watching hey, there, yeah, there, <laughs> and and for those of you who are watching on YouTube. <laughs> We, this is cicada nymph spring salad. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Okay, so what you're going to do, you're, it's a nice appetizer, all right? So, a lot of protein. Yeah, protein. So you're going to throw them into a little nice salad. Get some asparagus, peas, red onions, chili, look, garlic. Look at that
0: protein. Look at, that protein. Look at stuff, all that food. Stuff imagine, imagine someone posts that to their Snapchat or Instagram story of them eating food, and then the first thing you see is the cicada salad.
1: That's right. This here, this is chili guacamole, okay? See, this is all I think about is like- Kimchi. It, I don't know what that is. All I think about it is funny. the blade. That it? Actually looks
0: really appetizing. Well, I here's it,
1: here's why it looks appetizing, Francis. I can't uh, even see a bug in there.
0: No. Yeah, it's all smushed up. It's like bug soup. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. Okay. This is a chocolate cicada. <laughs> I, I
3: I was trying to figure out what that was. I, yeah. I read the title. I'm like, oh it's chocolate.
1: Yeah, it's got a nice gold foil and everything. We got a cicada ramen. Come
3: yeah, on. Ramen. I think I'll put them in store soon. Like I can buy them like in the in the cup. In the ramen yeah,
2: cicada yeah.
1: flavored. Yeah. And we can't forget this. Cicada pizza. Come on. Come on. They better have
0: a deep dish.
1: I, <laughs> I do have a bit of a question about this one though. Why are the cicadas a different color in this one? Maybe they're covering some species, kind of sauce. I, I, Maybe, go. See, I, I would basil. have to
0: assume just like different species and where it's like
1: usually made. Maybe. I'm going with the basil, like, though.
0: Where this pizza was made. So.
1: so, all right. If you had to eat any of these dishes, which one? Come on. I, I'd probably eat the skin. Chocolate. Pizza. Chocolate? I,
0: I, I'd eat it with the gold wrapping on it. I wouldn't take it off. I'd eat the gold wrapping with Good it.
1: Good call. It's extra protection. That's what. I, that way you get more. Uh, well, I don't know. You get iron from eating gold. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's. Yeah. That yeah, is I've not true. It, it helps harden
0: your teeth. It conditions your teeth.
1: Yes, what he said. That is not true. Don't do any of that. Don't do I, that. Yeah, to anybody. Please. I I would go, go for I would go for the cicada
2: pizza because that one actually looks kind of appetizing to me.
1: Okay, but imagine getting closer to it, and as you take a bite, you just see. Bug eyes staring at you. Like just, just the bug eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it just, it's
0: it just the bug move inside your mouth.
1: I'm going
2: kimchi. Oh god, no, 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 no. That thought of like the bug moving around
3: in my mouth, it just, it's.
1: Just... I... I'm going kimchi because I can't see them.
3: Yeah, I'm going either with the chocolate or the string bean thing on the yeah, top. Yeah,
0: if you have a weak stomach, go with the kimchi. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have a weak stomach. I just don't want to eat bugs. But I, I'm here. I'm gonna say something even crazier right now. I would rather wait. Wait. It says right there with 24 karat gold. It's it's, it's not actual gold. It's not actual gold. But he. All right. You're you're gonna call me weird here. I'd rather eat cicadas than I would rather eat chocolate. Really? I hate chocolate with a passion. Chocolate is the worst thing on the planet. Don't don't
0: don't worry. Aftertaste is it the burn aftertaste you get in your throat after? There's an aftertaste.
1: Yeah, I did know yeah. I no. It's just terrible. It just makes me gag, and I hate it. And it's the worst thing. Do you like do you have Never. a condition? Don't, don't, don't worry. I don't have, have a condition. Well, I I I'm not allowed to have fun, and that's part of the, and that contributes to it. No, I'm kidding. But Literally. Kenny, don't worry. My my brother doesn't
2: eat chocolate, so
1: it's not see, weird. We're we're not alone. We're, we're <laughs> where I got I got people who share with me. But let's move on. We got some more stories about food this one this is another weird one except i i would eat this one in a heartbeat so (laughs) what is the biggest thing that you have ever eaten okay that's my question for you all uh probably
2: some of the vermonster from ben jerry's what's a vermonster? it's six it's it's like four or no it's like one two three ten or like 16 scoops of ice cream in one bucket
1: yeah, pretty good francis thomas
0: um i had a lobster once from red lobster a whole lobster and i remember one time when i was trying to like crack it open with the shell the shell was so big and sharp that I actually split my hand open
1: wow okay thomas
3: wow biggest thing i've ever eaten um i probably i don't know i, I like order from like <clears throat> I'm probably like i thought i thought you meant biggest isn't like popular but like um Probably like the big. I I usually don't eat like big things. I usually eat like mass quantity of things. So like like Thanksgiving style, like like type. Yeah, that of, counts. That counts. Yeah, that counts. Okay. Yeah, there you go.
1: Okay. Well, biggest thing I've ever eaten is a uh, twenty two White Castle sliders. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, that was tough. My one of my life goals is to eat an entire crave case, which is thirty. But what I'm getting at. <laughs> that's disgusting. Is, <laughs> that
0: that's the that's <laughs> why that's
1: why I want to do it. That's not the point though. So. We have something even more disgusting. So that I think it's beautiful—a 510-foot cheesesteak. Oh, oh, my you God. cheesesteak lovers out with, there, me included. With, with or without? With with or without what?
2: No, with or without? Like with, with or without cheese? It. With or without onions? Uh, I don't get it. Am I supposed to get it? No, it's like without onions or with with onions.
1: Yeah, no, with, with onions. I'm confused. Oh. Well, here's the thing. He's asking the toppings
0: of the enormous cheesesteak. There's any absurd like. Well, top. they have
1: a whole bunch of different ones in it. But here's the story. So, a Philadelphia guy makes sense. Philadelphia. Of course, that's, from Philly. Exactly it makes sense. He celebrated his birthday by having a bunch of chefs assemble a cheesesteak that, like I said, 510 feet long. Renee Cobitry, owner of the How Rim Cafe. That's a good question, Renee. Kobaitri, owner of the Rim Cafe, he recruited a team of chefs to build this sandwich that was over two blocks long. (laughs) He did this on Monday night and he said, quote, I want to make it big, make a big party for everyone. So why not bring everyone together and have a couple thousand people? Sure, why not? So Kobaitri said that the cheesesteak, he's going to submit it for an official Guinness World Record. But whether or not it's accepted, he plans to already outdo this accomplishment, as he calls it. The next one, quote, is going to be more crazy. Get ready, baby. That's actually what he said. And he says he's going to make it happen. So what are your predictions? What do you think he's doing? I think he's is, going is he for
0: a cheesesteak or is he going to build some other sort of food?
1: He's got to build something else. I mean, he's already done this.
2: It's just, it's just repeating himself. I, 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 I don't know. I personally think he you should like...
0: make like a 500-foot tall ice cream cone.
1: Of course not. Why would he do that? <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, actually, that's actually, not about that's actually not a bad idea. I take, take that back. I take that back. There's take a problem with that. There's a problem with that, though. It'll melt. And if it is out of cardboard, that's not authentic. It's just oh. a poser. Do you want to be a poser? No. <laughs>
0: I, I, I mean, think hey, everyone's trying to get clout now these yeah. days, so we may as well go for it.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think the best. I think the idea might be like a um, another like some form of like hot dogs. Like the, long, okay. like the world's like, the longest hot dog, which is I'm French sure. with this French bread and stuff like that. Okay, but I'm sure really that's not just a Chicago dog.
3: I have some other ideas. So okay. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for New York man to make the biggest
1: pizza. That is okay. Wait, but back, 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 back <laughs> it up.
3: <laughs>
1: New York man. Yeah, I don't know if that actually exists. But... No, 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 New Jersey man. All right. Yeah. There is not much I have state pride for, but pizza. And Taylor ham, pork roll, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's belly, what I was going to say. Whatever you call it. I was going to
3: say New Jersey, man, was going to make the biggest, like, Taylor ham, pork roll thing on Why it. Why not
1: give us both? It can be the same guy. It can
2: Why be not? the same yeah, guy? Yeah, just give, us a Taylor, just give us a Taylor ham and pork roll. Like,
1: that would be the biggest thing ever in New Jersey. Now I got to ask you all a question. What do you call it? Uh, pork Taylor. roll, Taylor ham. Taylor ham, okay.
3: Taylor ham, I love North Jersey. Are you from North Jersey? No, I'm actually from Central Jersey, so <laughs> but I feel like I've been
1: flooding you, Francis. And yes, it Wait, exists.
0: So it doesn't exist.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, no! Oh no! We got one of those. <laughs> we got one of those. Okay. Oh, that's gonna be that is gonna be rough. Okay, Francis, what do you call it? Uh,
0: I. I don't even. There's not even really. I mean, other than like a generic like. I don't know Mario's Pizza. Maybe if you wanna. No,
3: so like what?
0: pork um no um in terms of oh i mean i call it both that's what's funny
1: oh okay i've done it. that i've done that i've done i've purposely said the opposite to make people mad but generally i will call it taylor ham which is funny because i'm from south central whatever you want to call it yeah. i'm from north jersey and
0: i call it both i don't even get why I... people even care it's pretty weird well, that's
1: part of the fun you get to mess with people who doesn't like messing with people it uh, like I, it's with fun, people it's from South fun but
0: then people take it to heart.
1: Well, that's that's the kind of person that just like, oh brother, this guy stinks. Right, <laughs> right. Yep, yep, yep. Right. All right, that's gonna wrap it up here for today on the Wednesday edition of the Morning Buzz. This is the first time in the summer that this crew has been together. Just first time this crew has been together in general. I have been host of the show, Kenny Horn, joined by my co-host Trevor Joya, Yo. joined by our. Newscaster Francis Churchill. Ayo. And our sportscaster, Thomas Tarter. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back again tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be back actually. I'm gonna be on air two days in a row. He I'm scared. What a trooper. I try. I try. That's why why I'm the producer. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. That's why I'm the producer. Um, but I will be on air with Isaiah Ramirez. He is also a first-time host. Actually, second-time host. I take that back. We'll be back tomorrow on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. I'll talk to you then. You are listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, New Jersey.